All right, episode 23 with Tony 33. and Scarface. 33. 33. <laughs> thanks. thanks for the correction, Brie. We can go back to our early 20s if you really want to. That's fine. Mm, we are still in our early 20s. Oh, Remember? 21. Mm-hmm. No thanks. Fun and fresh. Nah, nah, I really wouldn't want to. <laughs> no. No thanks. Nah. 20, 21 was fun, but it was fucking stupid too. I feel like everyone's fucking stupid at 21. I had kids. <laughs> Wait, we had a good time. <laughs> and I were in Thailand at 21. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were. We were, yeah. That was good, you. Peeps of birthdays. Lots of drinking. Lots of partying. Well, yeah, yeah I guess when you're 21, like the. Did you have a like, 21st? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you yeah. do? I went to Dracula's, which is now closed down. I've never been to Dracula's. We can't go now. Can't? Nah. Um, they're proper nah. shut. They're probably closed down. They like. Uh, that was a few years ago too, no. wasn't it? Was nah. it? Last year? Last year or the year before? Yeah, that's what I mean, like two years ago. Well, yeah, Nova did it like a massive mm, thing about trying right. to save Dracula's because it was like a Melbourne icon. Uh. Um, and they failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's closed. Yeah, but they had Dracula's Witches and Britches. Mm. I think there was another one called Dirty Dicks or something like that. But I never, I didn't... <laughs> Go uh-huh, I mean, yeah, 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 sure. Like sure. <laughs> Michael tells me about it all the time. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I didn't. I was too young for that. <laughs> too young for that. Jesus. Um. Yeah. So we did. Yeah. A night there. That's cool. Mm. That would be fun because it's, it's a show, isn't it? Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. actually it's dinner while the show's on. Drinks. Yeah, and then it has all cocktails, and cocktails are all like. Is um, it creepy? No, no. And they're all dressed up. It was really good. It was kind of like um, um. You go. You kind of went on this pretend roller coaster th- to get into it, oh. and then things would jump out at you and like oh. a haunted house kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was good. That was yeah. good. And they take a photo of you right when someone scares you, and you can buy it. Mm. You know, afterwards, yeah, yeah. like a normal yeah. roller coaster picture, mm. like if you go to Dream World or something, mm. and then you come out, and it's kind of like um. The Rocky Horror Picture Show, but the people that are serving you, yeah, right. um, the drinks through the and the food mm. are actually the actors at the same time. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the, it was very sexualized, like the Rocky mm. Horror Picture Show. Yeah. The, the, and comedic. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, was, really, was really good. It was worth the money because you get the show, the, the, the dining experience. Yeah. The food wasn't always, like, it was pretty much like a... You get choice. No, you get a choice. Chicken or beef. Oh, yeah, right. Like a wedding meal. Yeah. Almost. You go, to, you go to a Deb or something like that. You yeah. don't expect the best food. It wasn't the best food. Yeah. We weren't, you weren't paying for the food. Yeah. You're paying. For the show. Yeah. And that, yeah. It's like, it's like the Muay Thai fights and the boxing fights. You go to them and you pay you pay 150 bucks for a mm-hmm. seat at a table. You've got to pay for 10 seats. Mm-hmm. So 1500 bucks between 10 of you. Yeah. And it's a meal included and drinks and like you're just getting like this shitty meal. Yeah. It's like cold yeah know, have you ever been to the comedy draft. festival the comedy festival when you go and see about three or four comics lounge comics uh, no in north melbourne no they, they do one out during the comic festival as well oh, I've not okay. been. but that's been this that's kind of the same you pay for a ticket you see it's a like snippet of each person yeah. and then that are doing shows so you actually yeah. see a variety of people yeah they're trying to promote their show so you buy yeah, more yeah, tickets yeah. you get a shitty meal but you get to see like yeah four, four or five different comics. Yeah, funny story yeah. about the comics lounge. This is about ten. Oh, That's a shit meal too. Yeah, it's a shit meal. We yeah. went there for like dad's work breakup, and we were sitting up the back. And my mum and dad's PA at the time, or secretary, whatever she was, they the security guard had to come up to our table and say, 
you're laughing too loud. <laughs> too loud. I'm like, fuck, how loud are they? Like, we were right up the back. and Jesus. Yeah. So they must have been able to hear us from, like, we were pretty rowdy. We'd had, Do like, you think that would be me? Don't find it too loud. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are pretty Jesus. sure. It's like, it's funny. Wow. Like, imagine don't don't laugh, laugh too much. Don't laugh too loud. You're distracting everyone from the show. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. I think Witches and Britches was still going. Same, same, but different. Mm. I always thought the Dracula's was better. You think it still is going? Yeah, I think. Oh, well, I don't know with COVID and stuff, but mm. I think you still can go. But same thing. You can go for our Christmas party. Um, <laughs> good idea. Good idea. They used to have a disco at the end. Oh, really? So one saw the show and the, they'd get, like, it's good. You know, obviously, you'd have this whole show, people drinking cocktails, and they'd have a disco. And then they would this. get you to take photos with the characters and then oh, try and sell them, God. like, in a pack. Yeah, you can yeah, buy yeah. this pack from Dracula's, and then there's you and these people. And then We did it all wrong. We were, like, 21, you go to this bar, and then you go to this bar, and then you go to this, just go to Dracula's, and yeah. you're there for the whole night. And had a disco, and then you go off after that to yeah. other, other clubs you if you wanted to. Did you have a birthday? Did you do anything? When? Did you 21st? Yeah, I would have. I can't remember. I, I went. Did a, I did a shitload of things. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. I think I had like three days straight of like birthday celebrations for my 21st. It was like yeah. a dinner at Flanny's. Yeah, yeah okay. I, think, I think I had a dinner at Flanny's. And then... I think I, then I went out into the city and then I had something else in Geelong the next day. Yeah. Good old Geelong. I can still remember what I bought Craig for his 21st birthday. A wallet. Oh, did you? Yeah. Was it a Velcro one? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I put it right here. It's a, a quicksilver so quick sil- quick one. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> wasn't <laughs> boxer shorts. <laughs> that was a different present. She got no. She got me. She got me stance shorts with a, with a penis ruler in it. Oh no! No, she actually did. I opened it up and there's this ruler in there, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like terrible. Tony. <laughs> what is this? Thing? <laughs> well, do you have to tell the whole story if you're going to tell it? What do you mean? I I just randomly got boxer shorts with a penis ruler. I was like, "What?" Was your husband there? He was, and I'm like, "I'm like, was this from flaccid or hard?" Oh, that's great. He was banging on about these stance shorts for ages. Like, they must be like the new kind of. Well, stance. Remember when stance socks first became a big thing? Yeah. And then I jumped. If you didn't do CrossFit, if you didn't have a pair of stance socks. Uh So I jumped. On, I never had some, but I know what you're talking about. I jumped on their website, and like Stan socks weren't cheap. Like they're like twenty, thirty dollars mm. for, for a pair for of socks. One pair of socks, and then like I was scrolling through website, and there's Stan's underwear, but it was like fifty or sixty bucks. It was more. I don't know. It wasn't cheap. Mm. And I was like, Holy fifty dollars for a pair. Of I'm like, they would have to be amazing. More like, expensive than Calvin Klein's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they would have to be like top notch underwear. You think and so? He was banging on about it for ages. They're not crash gonna try. Nah. Nah. Not worth it. <laughs> They're like really long. They come down to your knees nearly. Oh, right. So you can't wear these sort of shorts. Oh. It's a shame. That's Yeah, that, that, like they literally come yeah, down. Yeah, remember. Like, like bloody long johns. Yeah, long johns. Because I, I said to Michael, Michael, Craig's been banging on about these stance boxer shorts. Is it weird if I buy him some for Christmas? And he's like, yeah, nah. Oh, go, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know there was a ruler in there. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was embarrassing. Oh, I should have opened the box before that. That's amazing. That yeah, so like they the, were inside the hanger, the hanger bit. So they were like in the box, but they had like the hanger bit there. Yeah. The hanger bit went like down and had like the ruler on it as well. <laughs> was this in a pack? 
Yeah, a ruler came with the shorts. Yeah, a ruler came with the so, shorts. So, yeah, well, I didn't have any idea that there was in there. <laughs> Should have like, seen her face. Seriously. Beetroot red. She would have died. I, was, I did. I died. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. This is now turned not appropriate. This is not was, appropriate gift. It was, it was, at, it was at Tony's house. Around, it was around Tony's dining table. It was like, I don't even know who's there, but I think your kids were there. Michael was there. Like, <laughs> maybe Mortal Langy was there. No. I reckon Mortal Langy would have been there. Yeah, we like oh. we had a few Christmases where we went all back to mine and yeah. Michael, Michael cooked as per usual yeah. and Kazzy had come sometimes. Kazzy would come, yeah. Langy would come. You know, just whoever was, yeah, That's staff so at the time. Funny. And then um, it was like Christmas Eve, we'd finish with lunch. Yeah. And then go, yeah. Yeah, but I definitely felt a bit weird because no one else got a ruler. <laughs> That's the funniest. I think Langy, Langy got a book and I got a ruler. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is workplace harassment. So I can't really Where's say much HR? because my, the, the message I sent before, I was like, oh, gee, lucky we don't have a HR. We're going to send that like gift. Restraining order on them. No, it, go, it goes both I, ways. Oh, anyway, amazing. that wasn't his 21st. So nah, it's okay. She waited for me to mature a bit more. Yeah. She gave me a ruler. <laughs> Still a boy. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll hold off that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the just the uh, Quicksilver wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what wallet is. I can't, uh, I can't even. Was it? I don't know. It was probably a surf brand. I that one. It was oh, probably a man. surf brand. I'd say more than likely. Mm. But I didn't buy him a Lynx pack to go with it. <laughs> me, James Saunders bought me a wallet too. Oh really? For Christmas present. Mm. Yeah. I never used it actually. I prefer this one. Probably need a new one. For anyway, Christmas, guys. There we go. Pretty requested. I do. I do like how at Christmas time now that people have cottoned onto the fact that I don't like candles. Have they though? <laughs> <laughs> and they're starting to get me like. I'm buying you a candle. Yeah. They actually started to buy me alcohol, which is I'm liking that. Yeah. Well, the, the first year, I think mm. it was the first year we were in business, and it rolled over to Christmas time, and you got candles and like body shop stuff and all that sort of shit. Mainly candles. Mainly candles. Mostly candles. And then everyone's coming in with like bottle of wine, bottle of whiskey. Lou brings me a bottle of gin, and I'm like, "How good is this?" And this Tony's just sick. like daggers. I'm just looking at him like, "I got all the fucking shit presents." <laughs> you better fucking share that with me. <laughs> I feel like a teacher right now. <laughs> Why don't you buy me a Christmas bauble that says "Coach" on it or something? <laughs> is that a request? Yeah, that's a request. <laughs> no. A candle and a bauble. <laughs> Have we put in our request? What, what do we want for Christmas? Oh, God. I don't know. So I had, I'm still having a, a day off. <laughs> a day off. <laughs> you got one on there next week, don't you? I have yeah, one on, on yeah, Saturday. Next Saturday. Saturday. I get a weekend. I will get be weekend. I will be not working not on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Going away. I know. I had someone ask me the other week if we... We work on Sunday, and I was like, "Sweet, what? sweetie, no." <laughs> <laughs> okay. My dad asked me on Saturday night. I was saying last weekend, weekend before. He's like, "Have you got work tomorrow?" I was like, "Since when have we been open on a Sunday?" <laughs> no, weird. no, no, thank you. We said from day one, we're like, "We'll never open on uh, a Sunday." You gotta have a day. I think we've done like, yeah, like and once in a blue moon, like when we first open for a thing, like yeah. if a club wants to do something, or well, that's fair enough, but not like a. Yeah, not you couldn't. You couldn't pay me enough money to work on a Sunday. Mm. No way. Holy day. God's day. God's day. <laughs> God's day. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't believe it's only Christmas though. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. We might be, might be allowed out by then. No, we're, go, we're, go allowed, out. we're allowed out. So, very exciting. What? The Ring, Ring of Steel is opening. coming down and the gyms are all getting to reopen. So, a Ring of Bloody. It's not a Ring of Steel. It's like a Ring of... What's what's the opposite of steel? A little bit of string. <laughs> string, yeah. I, I have. Ring like, of fire. So, I've had to go through that. Like, obviously, coming from Melbourne, yeah. every fucking day mm. at, at first I'd go actually through the checkpoint because like there's heaps of ways around the checkpoints but I'd go through it and I'd either get waved past mm. or they'd pull me over and be like where are you going work. work no worries like I never got checked for a work permit or anything like uh, that uh. and then I, I just go around and I just come down the cutting every day no one there like so it's it, it hasn't done anything it's literally just been like a look like yeah I've been pulled over every time See, I, I haven't gone through the checkpoint. They did right. get a bit stricter when yeah. Victoria was getting better and Melbourne was still a bit shitty. Michael yeah. said that he uh, does his has a clipboard in his car that he puts the work thing in and has his license clipped to, and he just holds it up next to the window, and then they, you know, wish everyone was as organised as you. See you later. Michael is a very organised man. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to Torquay on Sunday, they had a checkpoint at the bit where you, just before you're going into Geelong, like over that bridge mm. bit. And it was had the drug bus and everything there, and then yeah. um, they're like, "Where are you going?" I said, oh, "I'm driving and putting my mask on at the same time." I'm like, "I don't think that's legal." <laughs> and put the window down. And he's like, "Where are you going?" Torquay, is that is that okay? <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, that's fine. Have a good day." But I was like, "Have I been drinking? <laughs> is my rego paid?" <laughs> are there any How weird are those thoughts though? Like when yeah. when when you see like cop lights flash or you get mm. pulled over, all of a sudden you're like. What have I done wrong drugs? You've never done drugs. You're like, did I do drugs? <laughs> are there drugs in my car? <laughs> do I have an outstanding Do I have an outstanding warrant for my arrest? Like, everyone just freaks out automatically. Yeah. Like, fuck, I must have done something yeah. wrong. <laughs> it's so strange, isn't it? Like, maybe I have. Uh, oh, yeah, I, when I went to Geelong a few weeks ago and there was no yeah, okay. um, checkpoint out that way from the back of the It was a long weekend, so... Um, but then we had um, one of my fellow lifters come in on the Saturday, and mm-hmm. it's the first time we've trained together since I don't I don't even, can't even tell you the date. Like, Who came to train? Benny. Benny came to. Hey, yeah. shout was, out to Benny. I know. Hi ho, silver. <laughs> is that it? Hi yeah, ho, silver. It is. Weight weightlifting or hi ho, silver. Just hi ho, transformation. Hi-ho. Is that his business? Yeah. yeah. Hi ho, silver. Yeah. So he said there was a checkpoint, and I was like, oh wow, I didn't I didn't know that. Maybe. It was just a little mm. weekend, maybe. I'm mm. not sure. Yeah. We love, we love Benny. Yeah. Benny's the nicest guy. Benny's a good guy. Benny's a good guy. I don't think I've met Benny. You would have seen him. He trains with Tony on Saturdays. I've seen him from afar, but I've never spoken to him. He is the, like, uh, the nicest guy. <laughs> no one could ever have a bad thing to say about Aww. that man. Yeah, he's the nicest guy. Aww. Very nice. Yeah, sorry, keep going. We kind of like butt in there. You were talking about your training and then... I don't just know. Man crushed on Benny. Can't. Um, no, How was training? Saying, I just said that he came across to train, yeah. and we did oh, the first time, yeah. and it was the checkpoint. But I tell you what, with training and being back in the gym, I don't know how the got the members have found it, um, but it is weird. Weird. It is so weird. Like actually, my own training. Yeah. So as I'm back, to, I don't know. I'm I'm not used to it. I'm not. I'm not kind of feeling it actually. Not that I want to go back and live in my shed on my own. Yeah. That's not what I mean. It's like most of the time, like I'll train 
classes are done. There's only like maybe a couple of PTs in the gym. There's Mm -hmm. not many people. Mm and or when when COVID was like when we were outside, there was class going on outside, but no one was kind of inside. So, yeah, or, so we trained inside while people like, we were allowed yeah, to, but yeah. clients weren't. Yeah, so I'd jump on my Zoom and start training, um, even though it was class going on, it didn't affect me. There wasn't anything much going yeah. on. Uh, I'll have to put up a video. I might send it to you. You can chuck it on the thing. Um, Mid lift, I hit hit a hit a snatch, put it down, went for the second. And then you just see the basketball bouncing onto my platform <laughs> from one of the, the little kids. one of the little yeah. kids, yeah. and they're yeah. wanting, wanting to play. And it was, I didn't, I wasn't, hadn't gone, and it was okay, it was fine. So but Tony it was just, booted that basketball away. <laughs> no, I, I just played dodgeball with the kids and hit them in the face with it. What do you mean? I am training. <laughs> no. No. Well, that's what I do in, in the, the junior Muay Thai classes when the kids are playing. I just throw that dodgeball at the end really hard. At them. <laughs> yeah, so, but I even, um, like on Saturday, I was so, so wrapped mm. to have um, the training game mm. back together. So yeah. we had um, Ben and Lou was back in the gym and we still had the Zoom on. Mm. But my snatches were erratic. Like, they were just erratic. Yeah. And I couldn't, couldn't get into oh. my normal groove because I felt like I was too close to Lou and then I had to move and then Benny was on the other side and then it was just... Well, you've had no extra stimulus when no. you're training. Like, there's literally been, like, no one else in the gym or, like, me or Bree just mm. training, maybe, like, a PT, but, like, you got nothing in front of you, nothing right next to you. You're, like, yeah. you're in one corner, we're in the other corner. Yeah, we have a bit of a chat maybe or whatever or you go to walk past, we would know each other's routine, you kind of, like, wait a second before you hit the, you know, get the lift and then mm. move, then, like... So blah blah blah, like yeah. it's not distracting. Yeah. Um, but having someone next to you training, I was still like, the, I don't know what the yeah. space awareness was a little crazy, and mm. um, we got the you know the squares on the on the platforms yeah. and stuff to make sure you're far enough away from mm. someone. But yeah, the extra stimulus is made me a little my lifting a bit erratic. Yeah, could be good though. You like get someone in front of you. While you're lifting and do a macarena or something. <laughs> like, nothing's gonna be harder than that at comp. Yeah, it's funny because that's what I that's what I wonder how that's gonna go later on is that when we eventually go back to doing because mm. we've done some online comps, fine, they're fine. Like there's yeah. no one else around though. Yeah. And then we're gonna go back to that being on the platform yeah. with the judges and specificity. Yeah. There's in, in we've gym. just missed out on so much of that this yeah. year. Uh, especially Victoria because they have had like nothing. Yeah. Um. I want. I don't know how that's going to go. We're just playing some stuff. Mm. Like I think it'd be really good to even just on a training day. It doesn't even have to be like a big lifting day or something. Just on a training day, just after class, just like purposely get people to just wait around, and just sit. sit around, have someone sit in front of you, like like a judge would. Gawking at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, literally, just do that for a few lifts, like just mm. for that specificity. Like when we get the ring, that's half reason we get the rings, like specificity for the guys having an actual ring, proper yeah. ring, not just a ground ring. Yeah. Because when they get in a proper ring when they're fighting, mm. they're like, "Oh fuck, this is really high. Oh fuck, like this is big." Yeah. And people freak out a little bit because yeah. they've never been in, been one. in the one space. Mm. So like I've already said to you, I think I probably not, maybe I've spoken to you about it, but like when we when we get a few good days and mm. restrictions ease a bit more, doing like a barbecue beatdown thing outside where Michael yeah. comes in and does a barbecue and yeah, we, cool. we take the ring outside yeah. and on like a nice night just people come down, you know, pay whatever for entry, they get a meal cooked by Michael and can sit and watch fights and I'll just match everyone up. 
But for the guys, oh my that, God. for the guys, great. yeah, we'll get a, <laughs> get a, get a DJ in. Yeah. Uh, but for the guys, that'll be amazing for them because yeah. it's like having our own a fight night, Hell but yeah. it's still somewhat a little bit comfortable because it's, you know, it's yeah. still at, your gym at, at where we yeah. train yeah. with people they know, but then exactly. there's going to be people they don't know or like maybe people they do know, family and stuff as well, yeah. watching. So you've got a lot of people watching, so you've got a bit cool. of pressure. So it's not yeah. quite a fight, but it, it, it repl- replicates or simulates a fight. Yeah, sense. I've so actually, we can do similar shit with yeah, weightlifting. I actually found what the, that brief second that the gyms were back open yeah. in between the two COVIDs that um, we had I had a couple of sessions at Leicester's, probably two, mm. um, and I was the same. It was I just couldn't settle. Yeah. So I was like, am I getting anything out of this session right now? Yeah. Because everything's becoming a little too erratic and I'm not settled. Yeah. I'm not like I can't hear my own rhythm. This is just, there's too much going on. Yeah. But also happy to be there and also like really wanting to be there at the mm. same time. Mm. Just have me expectation, like knowing, okay, well, this is a little bit out of my routine. Might be training at a different time. Like I'm going to have different things. No, going people on are now people. watching me. I want to make sure they're doing them right. And now I'm doing them wrong. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. I've been doing them right on the zoom all the time. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing though, isn't it? It's like, yeah. When it's a, a perfect scenario, almost like a perfect storm of, of how no funny, one around, it's quiet. Yeah. yeah, but how funny is that, that the whole of, whole of training and all the time is I've always trained at the gym and always had people around right. to then get used yeah, to the... Yeah, you to eight months of no one around. And yeah. Then, and then thinking it's funny to have people around. Mm. Even if there's a handful of people, it's like, I feel claustrophobic. Like, there's just so many. <laughs> My well, it's really funny because the gym almost does feel claustrophobic. When we have yeah. 10 and 10, mm. yeah. we used to have way more We used to have, like, 30, 40 something, easily. probably. Easily. Yeah. Like, we had some nights where we would easily have, like, Hectic. 15 or so, 15 to 20 yeah. in, in CrossFit, and then we'd have 20 people plus on the Muay Thai mats. Yeah. And, you know, you couldn't move and then you'd have yep. some PTs going as well. Yeah. So you'd easily get close to 50 people between yeah. 40 and 50. Yeah. And now we're going, oh, gee, 20. This is a bit, yeah, this is a bit busy. <laughs> this is a bit intimate. Yeah. So I'm wonder, wondering if our clients are having some of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That adaptation to training. Like, mm. uh, I think next week when we have um, our mountain uh, clientele mm. come back into well, the no, gym because they haven't trained with anyone for yeah probably six months. So really. they're gonna find that themselves and yeah. just to be a bit nicer on it on on yourself. I'd say more than likely you're gonna definitely. I know I know Saturday after training we went and had something to eat and I went home and then I don't know we had a donut uh, something something mm. I had something sweet um, and I had a little bit of adrenal fatigue, which I know what it feels like mm. with. With competing, so I yeah. know what. It, and even if I've competed online, yeah. I know what that adrenal fatigue feels like. That and if I have it, adrenal fatigue, and I have sugar, I can feel it especially more. Yeah, okay. So it's it's like for me like a um, like a metallic taste in your mouth, or a, like a it's, yeah. it's it's like a like you've had a bit of a hangover kind of yeah, okay. feeling, and. I had it on Saturday and I didn't have a particularly heavy session. Mm. And I thought, this is weird. Like, I didn't actually have a heavy session. It yeah. wasn't like, it was just because. Adrenaline. Yeah. Seeing well, your friends. You're training with your friends. Yeah. So I haven't done that for a while. Yeah. And I was like, and especially with power sports, it's like more common. Mm. And I was just like, that's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. But I didn't, I didn't feel it and I didn't hook into it. Well, yeah. while it was all happening, it was only the fact that we, I had had sugar. 
Yeah. Uh, in the afternoon that I recognised that it had happened. Yeah, there you go. I know. So they, I'd say definitely our mountain people are going to have that. Yeah, but you're going to feel a bit, a bit overwhelmed probably. Yeah, just a bit uh, flat, a bit tired. Mm-hmm. Maybe just like I don't feel like I can put in as much as I had when I was at home. Um, this week has been hard. Well, even th- even little things though, like everyone's going to have to get up that little bit earlier, earlier. to get here. Yeah. So they're going to lose a little bit of sleep. There's 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 a bit to it. It's not yeah. like they're just waking up, you know, quickly getting ready. They might maybe have mm. a quick bite to eat and then walk out into the garage. So well, there's less. There's less time to there's less time to worry about or whatever. There's no oh, drive yeah. there. There's no. I've got to make sure this is organised. Well, you're losing, yeah. you're losing a lot more time in your day too. Like you, you look at them there, people from Melton and, and, and Ainsbury. It's what 15, 20 minutes each mm. way. So you've got half an hour or forty minutes out of your day just in travelling. Yeah. So they're probably going to feel like they've just had really, really long, busy days because they're going to if say they're training at six a.m., seven a.m. Um, but they're going to be getting up at 6 a.m. Mm. They're going to be getting here for 7 a.m. They're going to get home probably at 8.15, 8.30, depending if they hang around after class. Then quickly get ready, 9 o'clock start at work. work yeah. And then working through till 5, they're going to be like, holy fuck, this day feels like it's going forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they won't, like, if they're not listening to this right, they're probably not going to be aware of it. They're, yeah. they're just going to be like, why am I so, so tired? tired? Yeah. yeah. Because we don't, we, we don't acknowledge those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if um, any of our current members our non-metro members mm. if wonder if any of them felt that in the last two weeks it's been a bit harder to gauge with these guys because a we started midweek and then b we've had a long weekend yeah. in between and we did particularly do a big workout for cup day um mm. and they were pretty tired or pretty pretty they loved it but they found they found it yeah they yeah. found that but it also they, they don't, like you said, they don't attribute that, any of that, because probably on cup day, after they'd done this massive workout, they went and did cup festivities. Yeah, just go, go, go. Had a barbecue. Yeah, had a couple of drinks or whatever, whatever. Mm. Doesn't really help with that recovery. And they're like, oh, that really got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be interesting to get a little bit of feedback from different people. I know definitely I had it with just one session of having extra people and yeah um not training on my own and not being able to just zone into my own space kind of thing mm. yeah yeah hell yeah take that little bit longer in training because you're not feeling it yet what kind of thing yeah yeah well that's it like i guess we're lucky because we kind of yes we have time set time for training and sometimes it's short sometimes we've got a bit more but having um that little bit of, of leeway and a little bit of um, room to go, okay, instead of training for an hour and a half, I'll stretch it to two hours or, mm. you know, yeah, whatever. Whereas a lot of the guys with class, they kind of don't really have that. It's like, okay, I've got an hour of class. Yeah, I need to get in, get it I need done. need to get in and get it done. So they can't take those longer rests quite as much. And obviously things are programmed in and planned in, but yeah. they, they, they can't go instead of a two-minute rest, have a five-minute rest, otherwise they're yeah. not going to get the work done. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I think, yeah, for people, when they are feeling a little bit smashed, just having that awareness and just... Most of the guys are starting to get pretty good at it, especially with the RPE stuff we've used. Mm. Just the ability to auto-regulate and not just go, 
oh, but last week I lifted 80 kilos, so I need to lift 85. And just go instead, yeah. oh, I'm feeling a bit average. I'm just going to drop it back to 75 today, yeah. 77 and a half. And, you know, that feels pretty heavy for me today. Yeah. I feel pretty average. I had a shit sleep and we'll, you know, have, a better, have, a, have a better crack at it next time. Yeah, I've been using, yeah. um, uh, Lester's been doing that up. I've been using RPE with my programming mm -hmm. um, most days, not the strength stuff, but the lifting stuff. And just because the last two or so weeks um, and and before, like when mm -hmm. we started being having people outside, hauling equipment in and changing routine and changing structure and all yeah. of that, all of that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, so it, it's, and it's hard sometimes you like, seven rp of seven roughly 70 percent sometimes you're like oh this feels awesome i could yeah. smash this out all day long yeah. and you can you, i could go to 75 80 percent on those days and be a seven out of ten and then on other days i'm hitting um 65 percent for a seven and i'm like this is this shit is house so yeah that's, yeah yeah that's the beauty in rpe it's like taking a um like completely subjective like taking your emotions out of it yeah. and going, this is what's in the tank today. This is what I hit. And on those days where your, your physiology isn't geared up for a big session, mm -hmm. back it off a little bit because if we just smash ourselves, we don't get better. And then if we are feeling fucking fantastic, instead of hitting, say, 75% 1RM and going, oh, this feels like piss. Yeah. You get to ride <laughs> that wave a little bit and yeah. go go up to say 80, 85 for those reps and you're like, yeah, this feels good. Yeah. yeah. That's the beauty in it. Whereas like percentage based can, can be great, but it can be very limiting in terms of if you're having a really good day where you're like on and yeah. everything feels light. Yeah. Like the, the way I look at it is with RPE and with sets, anything really where you've probably got more than five reps left in the tank, that's a junk set. That doesn't even count. Your body doesn't count that. Like, your body will get no adaptation from that. Yeah, I agree with well, that. Well, just like today, I'll take today, for example. Mm. I had an RP of 7. Mm -hmm. 70% of my snatch is about 45 kilos. Mm -hmm. um, I sat on 45 kilos for four sets. The fourth set, I'm like... Now I feel like I'm moving well. Ah, uh, yep. And then I went to 48 mm -hmm. and hit the five sets that I was meant to uh, yep. and felt like I moved good. Yeah. I felt like I had my, my yeah. Yeah. And I could have kept hitting 48 mm -hmm. for another five more sets. Yeah. Of doubles. But at 45, I wasn't hitting my groove for like four sets. And just having, <laughs> allowing to have the time mm. to go, well, okay, these aren't feeling great. And if I'm not going to hit my groove, I'm going to stay at <coughs> seven. I'm going to stay at 45. Yeah. And to, and I'm not going to go, I'm staying at 45 till I hit, I'll find my groove. If mm. I've done five sets and they all felt rubbish, I was not going to go to 48 and then try to hit five more sets. Yeah. But because I had four, I had four sets and I'm like, okay. The last two sets were actually, I'm back in, found my, found mm. my rhythm. Yeah. I'll go one at 48. Yep. If it goes back to how it felt at the start of 45, then I'm done. That's yeah. it. I'm done. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not even going to do any more. Yeah. But then now I'm like, no, okay, now I feel good. But allow, yeah, yeah, it allows that flexibility. Yeah. 
so my five sets were at 48 so which is roughly where I've been pushing mm. my numbers anyway mm. so you just have allow yourself to have a little bit of time or like and assess it that okay this is how it's going to be this is where it's going to stay yeah. because a seven out of ten should feel like an easy lift well yeah you should have three yeah. three reps left in the tank yeah 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 I want it to feel like it should feel like yeah. not um oh I made it I made it I made it I made yeah. it that's that's not the idea of yeah. seven out of ten yeah yeah yeah, yeah so uh, it's it does it's hard to take the emotion out of it because you want to um progress but at the same time you know that progressing yeah. and and grinding out reps is not I think the all, like, also pr- progression yeah it's, it's having that education and that knowledge and going well let's say with weight loss it's not a linear process we don't it'd be nice if it was but like you know it's up and down up and down up and down yeah. but then if we're doing everything right and we're following the principles over six months we started up here at whatever weight and mm-hmm. now we're five kilos lighter this, or whatever. This, so it's the same thing with yeah. lifting. Like you're not going to have every single day you come in the gym, yeah, yeah, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. Yeah. Like you're going to have days where you're like, fuck, I'm back to what I was lifting two weeks ago because you're just not, you're just, you're just not feeling that day. You're mm-hmm. fatigued, you've got whatever going yeah. on. So yeah, like I, I genuinely, for a long time, I'm like up here is the shit. It works well. Like you can work in percentage work with it. Do you think that it, do you think that it takes a while for people to get their oh, mind absolutely. around it. Yeah, yeah. Before it's, they start getting it's a process. I reckon it takes top. most people probably a year. I reckon it takes most people probably about twelve months to really understand RPE. Yeah. And I, I genuinely think most people, and we've done this test before, they don't understand proper RPE because proper RPE is supposed to be how many reps, like good quality, like good form, not throwing format window. How many reps do you have left in the tank? Not how many reps do you feel you have left in the tank. If you had, if someone had a gun to your head and were like, keep going, (laughs) keep going, keep going. If you drop it, I'm going to shoot you. Like that's literally, like I remember we did, um, we did a test at Strength Culture when I did one of our last seminars and. Don't do that with snatches. And no, don't do that with snatches. (laughs) You'll fucking hurt yourself. Um, But we, we, we did, um, we did bench press and I think we got like two or three of the guys who were at the seminar and I can't remember exactly what rep, but it was like. Yeah, it was like build up to an RPE 7 or 8. Mm. Let's say 8. Build up to an RPE 8 for 5 reps. Okay. So just, just build. Mm-hmm. So they, they got guys to build. They do a set. What about feel like? How many reps more do you reckon you had left in the tank? We'd be like, yeah, I reckon I got 5. Okay, cool. Let's put a little bit more. Let's put a little bit more. Until they got to that point. Mm. They got to that point. And they're like, so you're pretty confident that's about a RPE 8, right? And these were these were fairly experienced guys. They weren't beginner lifters or anything. Yeah. Like, this was a coach's course. And then Jamie's like, okay, now you're going to do an AMRAP. And you're going to do as many reps as you possibly can. And we're all going to stand here and watch you and, you know, yell at you and push you on. Oh. And one of them got like 10 more reps than what he thought was like his max. Max. So, yeah, Whoa. and the other one got heaps too. Like, they both got more. And then we did similar things with, like, push-ups and stuff like that. RPE works better at lower, like, easier to gauge. Not works better. Easier to gauge at a lower weight. So, if, if you're going, like, sorry, a lower number of reps. Okay. Higher, higher weight, higher intensity, lower number of reps. Like, if yeah. you've, got, you've got five reps, it's pretty easy to gauge mm. what an RPE 8 is. Like, mm. But if you've got 20 reps, 30 reps trying to gauge what an RPE 8 is at that. Yeah. Fucking hard. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. But it's definitely something that is a skill and I think having to do 
intermittently throughout the program or throughout a year cycle doing a few AMRAPs to really gauge like what's your mental toughness like? Do, do you really know how to push? Exactly. Because if you're pretty soft and someone's like built to an RPEA, you'll get something you'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's heavy. That, that oh, feels okay. really heavy, yeah, but it yeah. wasn't. Like you could squat heaps more. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely an element of like just being able to push. So Definitely. There's a lot to it. I think it takes time. It's not like, it's not perfect because no program is perfect, yeah. but it's like, it's educating the person and just spending time doing it. Spending time. And like, you'll have times where you'll get it wrong. Like, yeah. if everyone has heaps of times where they'll get it wrong. They'll be like... I like that AMRAP thing. I yeah, like the AMRAP that. thing's good. We've, we've done, done it before. Prove a lot of... We've done it before. Yeah. Was that when we were doing like floor press outside? Um, we did that, was... that like... Inside, the best We've done it inside. Yeah, we'll have to do it again. The best way to do it is like next time we do it, we won't even tell people that we're doing an AMRAP at the end. Like keep yeah. keep, keep that blacked out. So I like the fact that I, know I think that the couple of times that we have done it, um, we've said we've not been around all that person, mm-hmm. or we've been taking class and we haven't quite got the person when they when they're at their AMRAP sets. Yep. But to get the class behind them and go, okay, we're doing an AMRAP, your shot first to like Jacko or something. And we're like, we're going to count them. We're going to and get the class to head yeah. on. Yeah. When um, your form goes to crap, we'll pull you up. We'll tell you when. Yeah. But I'm not, you do not stop. Like you actually like, it, yeah. Yeah. There, obviously there's going to be people who hate the idea of being egged on because some people just don't Dang. respond to it. Yeah. They're just like, no, don't even watch me. Don't look at me. Turn around. <laughs> so, but I think that'd be great. Oh my God. Yeah, I think that'd I like be a that. great idea. Something to look forward to. Um, yeah. What do you want, want to finish with, guys? Because I've probably got... 10 minutes? Yeah, Five. probably probably less trying to post it. So... <laughs> We've had a busy week. It's, it's funny, been a, everyone's, it's been everybody's been very excited about having a long weekend. They're like, what are you doing on the long weekend? I'm working. Um, we're yeah, still working. open. We're still open. We're still open, guys. We, you know, you still want to do class in the morning, remember? Yeah. Um, and, and then you get the other manic people who think they're going to miss out on one day that try to fit either side. Mm-hmm. So you have one day off and you spend the day before and the day after fitting as many people in as possible because they've gone mental. Yeah. So you, end, you, end, you end up cramming a full week into... You know, less time. Five days instead of six or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it makes yeah. it makes the week pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But that's fine. Oh, but yeah. I, I did get in the pool that day, so I was pretty happy. Yeah, you did. What What do you guys listen to this week? What's... Do you want me to start? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'll try mine. <laughs> mine is pretty. Um, mine's pretty good. I have hardly listened to anything. I've been reading that book. Um, I sent a picture of, to Craig about how much I've actually read and how thick the book was, and I'm I'm pleased to say I have around about 300 pages left only, only of the book, which is Sorry. amazing. Um, but I've listened to Emsolation. They did a um, she did a an interview with a lady called Lucy Peach, uh, mm-hmm. a conversation about um, her book Period Queen. Um, she did a podcast on it as well. Um, the thing that I found very interesting about her episodes is, is, is what we were talking about um, with training and the phases of your period. Mm-hmm. So your lunar phase, your, uh, all, all of those phases. Yeah. But she gave them different names and gave you, gave you like, obviously not different names. They're called what they're called. Like the phase. Yes. Yeah. 
So she actually called them um, by a name, like a, so I'll, I'll tell you what it is, so a rough thing. So the, the, the five days before your period when you're in um, crazy mode. <laughs> high, high hormone. High hormone oh, phase. Oh. She calls it the take phase. Um, when you're um, prior to that um, and you're in your um, ovulation phase, she calls that the give phase because you love everybody and you're feeling great and everybody's happy and yeah. stuff and a lot of people don't piss you off. Um, and then the stage before that's called the do stage. So it's just after you've finished um, bleeding yeah. so you are on fire you are organized you've got shit going on and you go like yeah sure yeah. i'm gonna get this done i got yeah, this done yeah, yeah. get this done get this done and then she talks about them as those kind of phases yeah. which was really interesting but yeah well yeah. it made heaps of sense yeah. and you, especially when you go talk about it in a training kind of way mm. like the do phase is the phase where you're going to make the most gains. You're going to lift the heavier weights. You're yeah. going to, cause you feel good. You want to, and you're like, yeah, let's, let's do a hit session. Let's do this one as well. I can fit in cardio. Let's do the thing. And then it, because you feel good. Yeah, so you actually, exactly. you're actually getting the adaptations really, yeah. really, um, well. Um, and then that take phase is where you need to take a bit of time out. Mm. Um, and if you've depleted your cup, from all the other phases, then you're not going to have a lot of left for yourself and you'll yeah. have that higher hormone. Well, that makes heaps of sense. I remember, like, when I did FMA, Mark Buckley had this really cool thing that he said and it's, like, stuck with me. And he was, like, he spoke about the, the different phases and stuff um, and he spoke about how people aren't educated on it. And imagine being educated on that sort of stuff, being whether, you know, you're, you're a, a boy and, you, you know, growing up yeah. and, and your mum's going through yeah. through that phase yeah. being able to like help her out during that phase and like you know do the stuff around the house for her yeah. the same thing being a being a, a dad husband mm-hmm. see um, partner whatever and going like you know your partner's in that phase where it's the take phase so you know you're going to cook her food and stuff yeah. and you're going to well, prep stuff and you're going to is help her out not training related but related to what she said is that for women, having your period is a dirty word. You don't talk about it. You don't say it. Not and, and, Stupid people don't do it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And, and being hormonal, it's like don't make decisions when you're in the high hormone phase or you're just about to get your period because you're wrong because you're actually just a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like fancy being told like your whole life that there is a week in your in your month that you are just a crazy person yeah. and you shouldn't actually talk to people yeah. because what you're saying is fucking crazy. Yeah. So I know we had a conversation with some other mums and with daughters and then it's it is that that's what you you oh you poor thing you got your period mm. you know yeah. you know mm. it sucks it's awful but it, there's so many negative con oh, like yeah. negative negative words towards period don't talk talk about it in front of men like don't say it yeah. 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 yeah it's um yeah. and it's just even just the way of thinking is negative it's all negative like yeah. you shouldn't be you shouldn't be making decisions you know don't listen to her she's nearly due like yeah. how infuriating is it to have an argument with someone and they'll be like are you gonna get your period are soon you yeah. <laughs> you're like <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> i'm gonna show you what pms is yeah. <laughs> i mean this i did listen to the lucy peach podcast afterwards so that's um and it's a little bit 
um, if you, if anyone knows me well, they'll be like, Will she listened to this. It's a little bit gooey. Like mm. she's a folk singer. She sings about blood in her pants and stuff. And it's not really my usual cup of tea. I just did like how she explained the different like, hormone phases yeah. as a little bit different to... Yeah. Well, it's probably an easier way to take on it rather than like, you know, you're trying to educate someone on it and you're going, the luteal phase and the follicular phase and like people are like, what the what fuck are, are these words? About? Whereas yeah. if you go take and give, especially like if you're educating like a, you know, maybe like a young girl or something yeah. about it all, then it makes heaps of sense. She's like, oh, oh yeah, radio. Yeah. yeah. And she, she's um, very creative. So the take phase for her was about creation. Mm-hmm. So she said if she took the time to create music, create art, create, um, like for us, Mm. our creative side is our programming and our um, marketing and our, like, you know, oh, what are we going to do with these guys and thinking of things to do? in In that high hormone phase, if you take out the time to do that creative stuff, yeah. you actually feel better. Yeah. And I was like, huh. Hmm. Kind of makes sense though. Like, like, like <laughs> this, I, don't, I don't want this to sound bad or weird, but like yeah. people are more creative when they're more emotional. Yes. So if you're in yeah. that take phase where you're in your high hormone phase and you are more emotional, like that's just a fact. Yeah. But like, look at anyone who's like a, a really like creative, like incredibly successful creative person. Yeah. They're like really emotional people. Yeah. Like yeah. really good creative people at least yeah. anyway. So. I agree. Mm. I am usually in my take phase. I just want to lock myself away and not talk to anyone. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't actually want you to talk to me. <laughs> but that's it. That's, that's fair. It should be but, it's a take phase. You're not supposed to be yeah, giving your energy to But I found that this this week that I'm in my take phase, by the way, FYI, anyone who wants to know that, um, the more I surrender myself with people um, that I like, yeah. <laughs> not that I don't like people, but I felt better. Actually, Good. I didn't feel like I, felt, I woke up feeling tired, emotional, and didn't want to do do the day. Yeah, yeah. but I ended up going home, going today. Today was a great day. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for training with me, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> but normally I would just go. I'm walking by myself. Yeah. I want a podcast. I don't want to. I don't want to do people today. Yeah, but I exactly. did. I did the opposite, and I felt better. Good. Good. Anyway, good. Go on, on Bree. You're up. That is it. I listened to Talking Elite Fitness, and they interviewed Matt Fraser about the CrossFit game. And I also watched The Fittest in Dubai, which is a CrossFit uh, documentary, which was on Netflix, which was really, really good. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Lovely. <laughs> yep. You are short and sweet. I am, because I know you've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, very, very considerate of you. So, Greg. Yeah. I'm on the take phase, remember? It's yeah. not about you. Yeah. About me. <laughs> it's okay. We all understand it now. We're aware, so. Fortunately, I'm on my give phase. So. Yeah. Alrighty, so um, we kind of had a little bit of a chat about this beforehand and we were like, oh, shit, we probably could have made a whole podcast on that. Um, So I'll try and keep this also short and sweet because I've got to bugger off. But um, I have been or started reading a book that was recommended in Matthew McConaughey's book as like one of the books that changed his life. And it sounds really weird. And like I, we spoke about it, you just said before, like your perception of the book was very different um, than like what the title is. Mine was the yeah. exact same because the title is the greatest salesman in the world. So you just think, oh, salesman, like marketing, da da da. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. It's like it's it's a fictional story yeah. um, with principles about like a, a salesman back in like Aladdin sort of mm. you know times. Yeah, I just it just it makes me go what. 
Yeah, because I weird, seriously hey? was not expecting. Yeah, that. it's yeah. it's just a, it's just a fictional story, kind of like the Bible, really, with mm. principles. Um, <laughs> sorry if that offends anyone. Um, not sorry, but <laughs> sorry. Really, like really good principles from it. So um, I will yeah. I will touch back later on, but the first two chapters of it, or f- well, there's some chapters leading up. But the first two scrolls mm. is um, the first one is about. Um, building good habits and becoming their slave because mm-hmm. habits are what's going to lead us to like success. Yeah. However you define success. Yeah. Um, which we know, like in terms of like a fitness standpoint or a business standpoint or a um, sports standpoint, you've got to have good habits and you've got to almost just work on like an autopilot of yeah. like this is what I do mm-hmm. and I just keep doing it and get like that ten thousand hour sort of yeah. thing going. Yeah. Um, and then the next one was just about like. Um, living each day i can't remember if they worded it better but it was like doing everything with love like mm. don't do it just because you're like i'm gonna get money, money from it, it and there's gonna be a return on yes. my investment of time or whatever it's like yeah. no, do it with love um look at everything like with love so it kind of gives you that positivity spin mm-hmm. um and makes you into different situations very like kind-hearted and mm. easier to get along with so they're like you, you know what like if does it, one of the things they said is like any sort of like sales protocol and blah 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 isn't always going to work on everyone but if someone sees that you're a really good person and you have like a good connection a good bond when you are whether it be selling or coaching or just having mm. a conversation that's all that's going to work yeah so that was really cool so it's just a book of principles essentially cool. but we'll get there um, that's me I've got to go pick up some apparel so I'm going to bugger off um, we look forward to having all of our Melton and Ainsbury and Metro members back in the coming week. Yeah. I know, Monday. Yeah. Stay tuned. Monday. No more iPad. <laughs> Zoom stuff. Oh, we'll still have a little well, bit. A little bit of Zoom. Not as much. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> as much. Not as much. Right, have guys. a great weekend. Have a good weekend. Guys. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.